He's doing a next-rated porn podcast. Right. He's cheating on us. Don't thanks and thanks sure. for waiting right until I go live with that. Go fast. Summer's best event from Cadillac. Who is this other woman? <laughs> Ballard, he's not here this week. Okay. <laughs> he's trying to be. We we've replaced uh, uh, one um, English person for one English person, but for those of you watching, uh, you win. Your your ears still lose, but your eyes win. <laughs> hey, look, it's the whole bird. Hi. Hey, Sarah. Uh, special Tuesday night edition as uh, schedules did not work out for everybody on Sunday. Uh, you see Mark B on your left from L.A., Sarah Wilson from Kansas City, Hank Alexander coming to you from Boston on your right, Brian Bentley joining us uh, here from Dallas. Thank you for sitting in with us at the top of the table. Hello to our, all of our listeners, Nick and Jeff Ballard. I think that's it. <laughs> it's not true because li- Liger's oh. in the chat room, too. Um, Hi, Liger. Uh, Chris is actually recording. Uh, he's doing his other podcast around the league. He might join us shortly. I was the last caller. We just wrapped. Okay. So we'll we'll find out. There anytime soon. Yeah. Um, let's talk. Let's give Hank his moment in the sun. Two weeks ago, your supporters game. Woo! Yes. Yes. Let's hear about it. It was fantastic. I have to say, um, we had a great turnout. There were well over, uh, 30 or so midnight riders and about 20 uh, of the rebellion there to, to play. And at 25 bucks a pop means we all, we raised well over a thousand bucks for uh, charity. The midnight riders themselves raised over a thousand dollars. So I don't know what the rebellion did, but all of our money went to thinktaylor.org. I did actually get to touch the ball on the way to the, uh, field, but not really on the field. No, actually, I, I played pretty well considering I'm a 44-year-old man that um, doesn't have a left foot. Literally, it falls off. I don't. I can't play. But, Sarah, yeah. you got to find your headphones. We had a great time. It's echoing. It is echoing. Wear, What's up with that? Spider-Man headphones like I've got. What's up with that? We had a... Uh, Sorry, we had a good time. Is what I'm going to say. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Our my good buddy Brendan Schimmel from uh, writes for the Bent Musket. He's at he's at the Indirect Kick on Twitter. Uh, Literally was on the field for about 27 seconds before he tore his ACL. I was just getting ready to say, did you make it injury free, knowing that somebody injury myself? I did, and I actually had I had a, a really good. Opportunity actually had three really good opportunities all in the same play to score, but it was cleared off the line at the last second. Um, just goes to show what a, a, a quality opponent uh, I was playing against with a finisher of my caliber. You know, can't score three times on the same play. Go ahead, um, Mark. He's wide open. Go take it. <laughs> no, nah, he didn't pick up on it. I'm something enjoying. About, I'm listening. Something about finishing. Right. I'm sure it was fun, but. I want to know if the Midnight Riders do it bareback. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. That's uh, that doesn't need to be marked explicit. That's a bit, that's a, an equestrian question. <laughs> Very valid. It is the Olympics, that's right? So, oh and, so what was the final? Who won, Hank? The Midnight Riders won five. Very nice. Nice. Uh, the only reason they scored um, 
too, is because one of them was a penalty kick given to actually the president of the New England Revolution, Brian Bellello, was our referee. Ah. So it was really, ah, very really cool, cool to come out and uh, referee the game. He used to play college ball at MIT, um, which makes him sound a lot smarter than he actually is. No, I'm kidding, Brian. Uh, but he uh, he's a good guy. He's I'm, really, I'm pretty sure he's not watching right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but I think he's he maybe friends with this guy, uh, Jeff from Geek Week, Jeff Katz. So mm-hmm. who knows? He's very cerebral types at MIT. There you get into this Geek Week stuff. Hey, well, let's uh, let's um, let's stay in uh, let's stay in uh, in New England. Talk about Shalry Joseph getting traded. What, who got traded? What? Yeah, that was kind of a shocker. Was that uh, last Wednesday? I didn't get any work done that day. Uh, <laughs> now, Hank, let me, just, let me. Was the stat I saw over the weekend correct? That they haven't, the Revolution have not won or tied a game that Shari Joseph has not been a part of this whole season. Oh, wow. That could very well be true. I don't know if that's accurate, but um, he has definitely played a factor. Uh, this season, I mean, I, I was shocked to be honest. I know that he had been seeing limited playing time, but you know, and I could kind of see the uh, the rationale behind it because you don't want to keep five hundred thousand dollars sitting on your bench. Um, but at the same time, you know, they just signed this guy to be the face of the franchise for the next couple of years with a massive, right? Uh, and they gave him DP status, right? Yeah, he was DP. Yeah. He was he was um, you know our second DP overall technically, but the first one didn't really count because he was only here for like a week. Um, but the uh, did I just lose everybody's volume? No. Okay. No. I'm just our attention maybe, but not volume. All right. <laughs> Excellent. It's, it's tough because it's all, uh, he's he had become the face of the franchise. You know, after Taylor retired. Um, Stevie Ralston went out too, and then Jay Heaps retired. Shaw Reeves and Matt Reese were the last two remaining from our kind of golden years, if you will, back uh, 05 through 07 when we were in the making the final every year. It was tough to see him go, and uh, tough to read his comments to the, the Shivas um, news outlets about his parting with Jay Heaps and that it wasn't maybe as rosy as everybody thought it was. Um, and maybe it wasn't all business, uh, but you can only you can only read into what he said. Um, yeah, it's tough, very tough. Not so tough to see Jose Moreno Mora go though. Don't know if anybody else picked up on that. I did see that. The Revs did release uh, their their prize Colombian number nine target striker that they signed in the off season. And only wait, yeah, what happened? What happened with that? He just didn't work out. He wasn't he wasn't really ever interested in playing here. It, you know, when he first uh, was signed, they, there was reports coming out of Colombia that he had changed his mind and was going to stay in Colombia. And then they said, well, you signed a contract. You have to come. I remember that. They said, I meant to come. I was saying I just wanted to stay here for a while till I got my leg better, and then I was going to come. Oh, God. So, so uh, Shelby Joseph traded to Chivas USA for Blair Gavin, uh, a right. younger, oft-injured player. So your your rationale of not having five thousand hundred dollars on the bench is semi negated by having what is it seventy thousand fifty thousand dollars on the bench? Yeah, on the uh, operator stable, on the injured reserve. Yeah, guys wow. are already there anyway, so I don't know why. But I think the idea was, you know, at least in the 
the hopes of the New England faithful is that what they're going to do is actually take all that money and take that roster spot and sign a massive DP player to a, a uh, huge contract who's going to come in and save the revolution and uh, win everything for us. Uh, the been revolution, a lot of so you know it's not going to happen. Well, that's uh-huh. the that's what it's proving to be. So we're all the the famous hashtag now is uh, hashtag waiting for the other shoe to drop. Gotcha. So, uh, Sarah, you got a question? No, since there's been a lot of backlash, like how are the fans responded? Have they been supportive with the decisions they understand, or have they just been, this is mental? You know, there's always been a uh, faction up here that's just been so disenchanted with the, with the franchise and with Jonathan, with Jonathan and Robert Kraft as owners. And when they promoted uh, Brian Bellello from uh, operations, you know, VP in charge of operations to, or COO, he was chief operating officer and now he's president of the Revs. And then they promoted uh, Mike Burns from VP of player personnel to general manager. They, a lot of people out there just, you know, immediately jumped on. So, well, it's just the same people and they just gave them promotions after having the worst season of their, of the history of the they franchise. They just continue to fail upward. So <laughs> it was uh, kind of weird. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: as a dude, just yeah. as a dude, a and dude, a public dude. Yes. Joseph, for Gavin, kind of tells a tale, doesn't it? it tells the tale that uh, maybe they overrated Shari Joseph. No. The other tale. <laughs> that something was that, something that we did not see perpetuated. Something was amiss. Yeah, something was definitely a mess. I mean, uh, wow. Yeah, that's just, I was flabbergasted when I saw it. Hey, that. did you guys talk about this on Midnight Ride this week? We talked a lot about it on Midnight Ride. In fact, we had a whole show dedicated to well, what it meant. I would like to cross promote right now and tell everybody to check out the midnightride.us right. at TMR Podcast uh, on Twitter. It's Hank's uh, Revs based podcast for the Midnight You can see his shirt, Midnight Riders. Midnight Riders. Yeah, we. Uh, we talked to Lang. Had a lot of guys on. Um, you know, uh, Bob Medeo from Soccer Soapbox, uh, and a bunch of guys on from thebentmusket.com. We had a great time just talking about what it all meant and what we expected out of the organization going forward. And you know, it's been a week. So everybody, download and check that out. And while you're at it, go download the What the Flock podcast because I know Elac and those guys talked about the move as well. And and yeah. Elex good people with us, so we like to you know we no none of us are making anything off this, but check it out if you got a couple minutes. Uh, uh, at What the Flock Pod is the, where they are, and I think you can get them on iTunes, the What the Flock Podcast, and they have they have uh, a Pete Do- uh, Pete Dominate Jose Dominate the GM on there. They've had him on twice already this season. Oh well, yeah, wow. yeah. Dominate is he's he's an out there guy. I mean, as far as. He's willing to, to really get in there with the fans and talk about it. He's That's one thing I do like about him. But the only thing I like about that club, he is actually willing to get out there and join the discussion. So you definitely check out Elac's podcast. Definitely. What I think is really amazing about the uh, last the comment on the whole Shari Joseph thing is that it's, a, it's very ironic. The season ticket picture or whatever of the game where they had put the players on each game, um, the one for – to be against uh, Shivas, right. which is two weeks from now. Uh, so, 
uh, August 29th, midweek game. Uh, Shari will be back at Foxborough. Your audio cut out there, but basically the player highlighted on the ticket for the Revs versus Chivas is Shari Joseph. (laughs) Hey, um, let's uh, let's keep things moving. Let's head over to the other coast where uh, the Galaxy were embarrassed. Four yeah, to nothing in completely. Seattle. As yep. the uh, defense continues to be uh, lap slacks. Uh, the first three goals, in one way or another, were directly attributable to David Junior Lopez. Um, but that being said, it was just a debacle, absolute debacle. Team came out flat, had no no fight in them. The only player, again, who had anything resembling a fire, and who always does who always plays his heart out and leaves everything on the field, was A.J. De La Garza. The rest of the squad was flat. Uh, and again, you know, to bring Chivas back into the mix, we've got Omar Gonzalez back to full health. We've got A.J. De La Garza healthy. And yet we're still playing David Jr. Lopez, who was Chivas's fifth string, fifth on the depth chart, not even making the bench for reserves, starting for right. us when we have a healthy A.J. and Omar who proved themselves time and again last and season. Omar, who, I, I don't, and Omar, who tore his ACL and had surgery in January, and is yeah. back playing without a brace already. Which, yeah. for, someone that, for someone that tore his ACL, had the surgery, still has to play with a brace, and this has been almost uh, a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Well, it'll be two years in December that I had the surgery, or November. It's like, are you kidding me? That's impressive. Yeah, he, you know, they, they did it right. They took care of him. They, I mean, when you have that kind of money behind you, it's easy to be healed that way, you know. Hey, yeah, but, that's true. Uh, but just, I mean, what a mess. The guys came out, they looked like crap. Like I said, only AJ was out there willing to fight and play. Everybody else, Beckham was not. Ex- and, and yeah, I give it to Seattle. They neutralized Beckham. They shut Donovan down. And they were relentless in the attack. And beyond that, the most important thing they did Whenever the Galaxy had any kind of resemblance of a breakaway, the Flounders got everybody back in mass to defend, which we never did. Beckham doesn't run back to defend. Rarely Donovan runs back to defend. Kane never runs back to defend. It was just it was just a flat out waste of a game. We could have jumped to third place. Now we're gonna be scrapping with Chivas for the rest of the year. It's just an embarrassment. And I think it, and I Absolutely think is going to be scrapping for the rest of the year because they've got three games on everybody. Yeah. And I, I had a discussion with somebody the other day. I'm, I'm putting Chivas in that fifth spot. Wow. I think Shaw is going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. Huh. yeah well, this is this was before the trade. Okay. Because they're only seven. They're only seven points back. They've got three games in hand. You can make a point here, a point there, and get towards the end of the season. Thirteen games left. Twelve games left. You know, all of a sudden you're down four with two games left. I think I think they're going to have a chance. They're going to have a serious chance, and I think we just blew our chance. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think if, if, if Sunday's game now becomes monumentally huge, and the boys better come out strong. They better come out hard. They better come out ready to play because if they don't, that's the season right there. There's no way around uh, Mike, that. I, Mike, I want to ask you because I, I don't follow the Galaxy half as close as you do, but it just seems like the roster is getting a little bit old. Are they bringing in a lot of youth players in to get 20 minutes pace of the first team? Because obviously Beckham, Keane, and Donovan's days are, are limited now. You got 
Um, we, we've got Donovan for at least another. I mean, if he decides to stay, we've got a, you've got two good years out of Donovan at, at the very least. Still, uh, we've been they've been uh, Bruce has been playing Jose Villarreal at Jay Villa on Twitter, and he's been doing really well. He's been getting Jack McBean some minutes. He's been getting Dan Keats some minutes, but not enough. Um, and I, this is a trait of Bruce. He has to prove himself right. Is Eli? Hence, where's Eli? Ice cream man. That's the only thing I can figure out with this whole David Jr. Lopez debacle. Bruce has to prove himself right. Uh, the same way he he insisted on signing every 34-plus age player in the league that was available that he had coached on the national team way back when. I mean, you know, all, all props to Clint Mathis, but when he came on the field the first time for the Galaxy two seasons ago, he looked bigger than I did. I mean, Bruce is not... He may be a tactician. He, he may be a strategist. Who knows? I don't see it. He's a proud, prideful man who has to prove himself right at all costs. Uh, yeah. And he, I, I, with the exception of the 2002 World Cup squad, I don't really, I've never really seen him develop a player. You know, we had a really good thing in Tristan Bowen, who is now with Chivas. He was our first, gal, our first academy signing, and Bruce never played him and sent him away. Uh, to Chivas, I, I you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think Bruce is going to be out, if not this year, next year will be his last. Um, I think that the guys are looking towards the future and de- developing the youth because we've got it. We've got some really good young guys. We just need to make it. Is happen. it fair to make the comparison that Chivas is developing younger talent and suffering, while the Galaxy is insistent on playing the older talent and sh- and focusing on the now? I think it's fair to say the Galaxy are focusing on the now. I don't think Chivas is developing quite as much as they really pretend to be. I mean, they their whole thing this year has been acquisition, not development. Um, you know, I don't know. We, we beat them today in a reserve match 1-0. Jack McBean scored the winner. Uh, Chivas had a goal called off for, I believe, offside a few minutes after we scored. Uh, you know, it, it's hard. I, I really don't follow him. And you had, I, I and can't you had Todd there. Dunham come back for the full 90 in the reserve league. Team. Todd know. Dunham was in for the full 90 of the whole game. So, you know, um, who knows? Because, we'll see. Mark, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I The most times I've seen Lennon Donovan this season, he, he looks slow. He just looks out of it. He He's looking old. And I don't see him week in, week out like you do, but I don't think you're going to get much more of him in the next two years. Through June, he looked – Unhappy. Yeah. Uh, after, after the World Cup qualifiers, uh, after that game, after that streak of five games, he came back and he had a fire about him. He was playing hard. The whole team was. Uh, this game on Sunday, a nationally broadcast game, it's just a shame that they buckled the way they did. But again, kudos to Seattle for playing a great game and not taking their foot off our throats. And, and that's what I want to talk about is, is uh, Eddie Johnson has come back and you know, we really were not kind to him in the beginning of the season, but I think we had no reason right. to be. And honestly, I think you got to, no I think you got to give him some credit now that he's playing really well. Um, and it, it seems to be that everybody, uh, the soccer media, let's use that. I wouldn't put us in there. Um, is trying to it, calling for a national call. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying that they're, they're saying that he can't play with Freddie Montero, but it looks to me like it's not really a problem. I think, that, and it's actually it is a problem, but for everybody else, it looks like a scary problem. 
I think people want to get Freddie out for whatever for whatever reason. Even within Seattle, a lot of people don't like him. Uh, I think they want to get him out, and that was maybe an angle to take. I don't know. Uh, I know they had a couple of dust ups in practice. You know, they went to handbags a few times. Um, who knows? That's just strange, isn't it? I mean, the guy is just—he's—he's he's working his butt off up there. I don't see Seattle being as successful without Freddie Montero. Right. I don't either. I don't in the slightest. Uh, I mean, as much as I hate the guy, he's always there when you need him. And he's a good and he's a know. good sport. If you've seen the lightning round, so yeah, I, think, I don't think he understood most of what you were asking him. But no, yeah, he did. He did. I was had to speak. I, <laughs> I was told to speak slow because his, his English is okay. Um, right. Let's let's um, let's use Seattle as our segue as uh, tomorrow night the U.S. Open Cup final. They have like five games this week with the Champions League, uh, as well as the Open Cup final. Seattle. I mean, how many Seattle? They're just they're, how many games have they played in the last? And then they got San Jose on Saturday. Right. Right. So it's uh, it's a lot, and they're they're lighting it up. That you got to think that. Um, they're going to be tired for the Open Cup final tomorrow. Night. Right, right, and that's we've lost Sarah. We're going to get her back here. Oh, bye, Sarah. Hi, I don't know what happened there. It's okay. Sorry. You can leave your video off. It's okay. No okay, I think because I've just got that little like notebook computer. It was just on. Right, it's okay. Line. No, you can leave your video off. Um, we're talking about the uh, U.S. Open Cup final tomorrow night. Uh, yes. Wednesday the eighth. For those of you uh, listening to the podcast, will you be there, Sarah? I am. I'm actually, tomorrow, I'm going to tailgate. I'm going with six buddies of mine. We're going to do the whole cup final experience. I'm not doing anything media related. I'm just going to go get drunk and enjoy the game. So, have a great time. Yeah, really, really excited. It's it's rare that something like that will happen in Kansas City because, obviously, we have the Chiefs and the Royals. So, I am making the most of it. And, uh Supporting sporting tomorrow night. So let's get your thoughts. I will give you. I will give you a hundred bucks to don the cow costume and score a goal. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I, I'm I'm good for fifty. <laughs> hey, I could really do with the money right now. So don't tempt me. <laughs> if you're I'm just I'm you're just waiting on somebody to make the other joke. So um, so <laughs> the question is, uh, what is what does sporting do tomorrow? Because they've kind of been hit by the injury bug. Well, they've, well yeah. they've got Olympic hero Roger uh, Roger Espinoza back. Uh, Aurelian Collin is out. He would have been out anyway from yellow cards, but he's got a facial fracture suffered from the All-Star game. Yeah, and I think they're really going to miss him. Um, he's been just a rock at the back. I At the beginning of the season, I didn't take to him too much, probably because he's French, and that just kind of put my opinion on it straight away. But he's a dirty, nasty player. Like, He's the type of player that you want on your team, but you hate playing against. Like, if you watch him after the play's been made and the ball's in midfield or forward, he is just nasty with the forward that he's marking. And I like that when it's on my team. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they're going to miss his presence for sure. I don't know. The the last few times I've watched Sporting play, just been really disappointed with Vermees and just some of his decisions and his inability to change things at crucial moments. Um, and tomorrow is going to be a, a tactical battle. I'm sure Seattle have prepared and they've watched videotape of Sporting. And right now, Sporting have just not been able to finish. I think they're very predictable going forward. And I think Seattle are, are smart enough to handle that. 
So I'm hoping it's not going to be like a Galaxy performance either night. I hope Sporting can make it a game. Um, but yeah, just been disappointed with Amis, and I think a few people in the town have as well. Well, you've also been without CJ Sapong for the last couple of matches. He's had a right uh, adductor strain. Uh, still no Bobby Convy. J- Jacob Peterson is doubtful for tomorrow. Uh, Chance Chance Myers has been out. Didn't Espinosa pick up uh, an injury at some point? I had heard something. They're, they're, they're saying he has a bruised clavicle. Uh, oh, okay. I thought he was good to go tomorrow. But well, the, the press release today was that he has he has a bruised clavicle and uh, uh, he's questionable for tomorrow. I think that's just gamesmanship myself, but we'll see. Yeah, I've, I've got Peterson training in a shoulder bla- shoulder brace. I don't see anything here. Um, yeah, it was just on, I, saw, I saw it later on Twitter oh, okay. today. I don't know. It's coming up, coming back to the Olympics, obviously, it would, probably wouldn't have been reported to MLS um, unless Kansas City had prior knowledge. Uh, so... The upshot is, you know, you got these guys. What's the gamesmanship there, though, Mark? Is he going to come back and say, oh, don't hit me too hard? I don't think anybody's going to take it easy on Roger Espinoza. No, it's, uh, <laughs> you, know, what, what, you know, what do you plan for? It, it's, it's, just for it's just head games, nothing, nothing special. But, you know, any kind of head games better than none at all. Right? Yeah. I, uh, I think CJ is obviously a, a big loss tomorrow night. I've been real disappointed with Kai Kamara until Bunbury. We've just not been able to connect up front. And I don't know if you guys have watched Sporting recently, but they are pretty poor in, in the final third. And I, watched, I watched the game over the weekend. It wasn't good. Yeah, and it's just it's really frustrating um, because Vermees is not changing anything. I know it's tough because he's bringing in players that don't see a lot of the field and play for the reserves right now. But it's just it, it seems to be tactical, not technical. The, the reasons and just some of the runs that they're making are straight and straight towards goal. And, I, yeah, I, tomorrow I hope they can make it a game. I really do. I'm, I'm nervous. I am nervous. What does your gut, what does your gut tell you? I, I think they're going to get beat 3-1. Ooh. Wow. I, wow. I, I think it's going to be a packed-out stadium and – it's it's going to be a, you know a big home crowd so hopefully they'll make it more of a game than I just give my predictions right there. Everybody in Kansas City hates me now. <laughs> well, well, not for that. Not for that. What what are your I, predictions, Trent? Uh, that game is actually going to be on Goal TV tomorrow night. Yes, it is. I think we're going to go. I think we're going to see two one. I think it's going to be Seattle, but I think KC is going to step up, or I think Seattle is going to falter and win it with a lucky shot in the end. But I think they're going to go for four. I think it's three nil to Seattle. I'm with Sarah on this. I don't. Kansas City uh, just played here in New England last week, uh, and granted the game was terrible, but uh, so was Kansas City, to be honest. And they they got a lucky break uh, from a bad pass from uh, Clyde Sims, which set up Teal Bunbury for that goal one on one with Matt Reese. Really, and if he had missed that, might as well ship him back to Canada. Uh, I, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, given the fact that they couldn't do anything else for the rest of the game, given New England the way that they've been playing, just speaks volumes. And they're, and they're and, tied for the uh, for the lead in the East, which is the miraculous thing out of all of this. Well, they had that huge run in the beginning of the season. I know. Yeah. Gave them that cushion. Yeah. 
the fact, you know, and who are they tied with? Houston, right? Yeah. I, I think I think Sporting have got some tremendous athletes, and I think that's why they had a really good run earlier in the season. I think they came in pretty fit from preseason, and they ran teams over. But now as it's getting later in the game, and people are doing them homework and studying up, I think Peter Vermees is struggling. But they're running them straight over, is like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Well, Nick in the chat room has, has kind of sums it up nicely. He says, Bunbury hasn't lived up to his potential. Camaro started off strong this season, but has faded, and it's all dynamo in the East right now. Right. And, yeah. you know, without Camaro and without Sapong there to kind of pick up the slack, Camaro hasn't been pulling it up either. Mm. No. He, he, you know, at times, I mean, he, he still is probably their most dangerous player. He's just not getting it. I think he's being a little too selfish to be honest, every time I see him. I think we need to sign the cow. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Nick in the chat room, uh, his Timbers made a trade today by trading Oh boy, Troy dude. Perkins. They're starting goalie to Montreal for Donovan Ricketts. Um, Thank you for, for sending Troy Perkins to Montreal because we play them on Sunday. I, yes. th- oh, I think, it, oh, I think wow. it's a smart move. It's a smart move for Portland. I like it. Uh, Timbers fans may want to complain that they traded a starter, but don't forget Mr. Ricketts before he got hurt was untouchable and also led led oh, his team. Yeah, but he is uh he is not the same Ricketts anymore. He's not. And and for what what's worth as I tweeted earlier today, I used to sit at the HDC and I used to watch Ricketts, and when he would actually play the ball, it was as excruciating to watch as OJ trying on the glove. It, there, there was just no fluidity in the guy, and either he was going to shank it or he was going to get beat from twenty yards out to a ball that was five yards from him. It, it, it's there's just you know nothing good about the guy. Well, let me freeze that. Great guy, his skills have diminished. He's lost a step, and we're going to see what's going to happen. I like the I like the I, move for Portland. If they need anything right now. They can to shake it up as they uh, they tied FC Dallas one to one this weekend. Now let's going. Now let's think about this though. Is this part of the scorched earth tactic? Are they starting to dump? I mean, because Perkins was a fan favorite, was he not? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, are they are they are they starting the scorched earth campaign? And, and you know, is this the first step? He Perkins has been playing very well. Um, you know, given a few howlers here or there, but uh, a lot of that I think he contribute to them just being overrun. At, at Portland, but you know they're making changes all all over the place up there, and I think it's kind of crazy if you don't have somebody in in place right now to be that manager of that team, to be the head coach, and you're making all these changes. What are they thinking? They don't yeah, have. A- there's no rhyme or reason yeah. to it. That's what happens when your G- when your GM is your interim coach. Somebody's going to walk in and inherit a, a squad that you didn't want, and yeah. you're just hanging out, hanging the next guy who's coming in. You're hanging him out right. to dry. And uh, Nick, of course, is signing off uh, in the in the chat room. Timbers Army is going insane with the loss of Perkins, but Timbers are dumping players and using Ricketts as a teacher for the young goalies, Gleason and Bendick. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's that, that's a big move to make to have a good teacher for a kind of teacher's assistant. Isn't thirteen that? for thirteen games left in a season? Well, hey, I, I, all I know yeah. is Troy Perkins gave up a goal to Scott Seeley, so. Yeah, you know you, he's been, he's been hung out to dry a lot himself. I you know, I, I made fun of him for the way he tried to get a foul against Donovan here at the Home Depot Center, but the guy's been hung out to dry more often than not. You know, 
I think he's a good keeper. I don't think it's a good move for Portland. I don't. I think it's a great move for Montreal. I don't think it's a good move for hmm. Portland. Well, I don't know about that, to be honest, because Montreal hasn't been that bad. I mean, are they are they the worst in goals allowed this season? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's a different style of keeping for sure. And plus, you're going to be without Nelson Rivas this weekend. And, um, you know, with a new keeper in there, learning it, uh, communication is going to be key. And you're without one of your starting backs. And you may be missing your starting DP who's on trial for match fixing in Italy, Marco DeVaio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know when he's coming back, but um, I'm hoping it's not soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did. I did want to talk about. Uh, I, I'm going to throw in a footnote here since we mentioned FC Dallas. Brett Shea was back, played the full ninety. Uh, everybody shook hands, and we'll see how that lasts. Uh, let's talk about Montreal and the battle royale that took place with Philly last week. As now, well, you know what? Nelson Rivas uh, going nose to nose, quite literally. That was a beautiful thing, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was a crap thing to do. But I think he had every right to retaliate. I mean, he was thrown down by the Hobbit. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, I, I think that's called a hip toss in wrestling. I mean, yeah, well, the Hobbit had one arm around the back of his shoulder. Was it a Hobbinot? Hobbino? Habanero? What's his name? He had him like this and flipped him down to the ground. I mean, I'd get up and be pissed from that. I don't. It wasn't, you know, good sportsmanship. It wasn't the right thing to do, but. If someone's going to throw a chingasso at you, you got to get a chingasso back at them, you know? <laughs> well, and that correct on, uh, on Montreal, they are the worst in goals allowed this season. Oh. So, surprisingly, considering they are sitting sixth in the East. Uh, wins out of the last five, though. So, And, it's, and the thing is, the impact in the Union uh, played, res- played, played reserve league game, uh, but the impact hit the road to face New England for the second time on Sunday. As as I think Chris is going to be at that game with you, right, Hank? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so we'll do another midweek show like this next week. <laughs> or Chris and I can call you from uh, the tailgate. That would be awesome. There you go. That would be awesome. We could do that. Uh, so what What do we think about Alex Morgan yesterday? What about Megan Rapino? Oh my god, Meg, Rapino's second. I love her so. Rapino's second goal was like. That's like in basketball where you got a shooter and they give you like five feet of space and you're like, you're really going to give me that? Okay. It's like yeah. shooting from way beyond the arc. Bing, bing. Did you, did you see the meme that was circulating today with Rapino? Oh, just talk to the hand. Chill, chill the fuck uh-huh. out. I got this. <laughs> the best was when the Canadian uh, Canadian uh, defender was just giving her the business on the uh, on the wing. Too. Oh, the- right. Setting the ball for the free there kick. It is. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex. I, I watched that again today. That was it. Was just unbelievable. The thing is, when she scored, like her reaction was just like, "I'm so effing tired." Like, did I just score that? Uh, like, she didn't even go crazy. It, that was, it was pretty yeah. Funny. It was very like just like, like oh, it's over. What? Left. <laughs> <laughs> go. We have, we have a we have about uh, five or six minutes left. Do you guys want to talk about that six second call? What led up to it? It was a ten-second call, technically, but six seconds. That was it was good. It was, the whole uproar about it is kind of ridiculous. I mean, these weird things happen in this game. I could see how Canadians are getting upset about that particular thing, but the point is 
that it's a rule of the game, and it was called as such. It was called as such, and you can't stop what a referee is going to call. It's, no. it's what it is, and you can say it's you know the, the ref was bought off, whatever. I also saw there's what a video hanging around on YouTube right now of Tancredi stepping on Carly Lloyd's neck. There you go, and that's not a red card automatically. It was an intentional stomp. Yeah, it was an intentional stomp, and she didn't get called for it. She didn't, you know. The referee didn't see it. Sometimes you see these things, sometimes you don't. And with the lead in that situation, three to two, and you're holding on to the ball for extra time, the ref is going to be watching the goalkeeper yeah. to see if she's Well, and there's it. also a story circulating in an interview with Abby Wambach where she said that uh, routinely, starting midway through the first, uh, the first half, is that she was counting out loud, just walking to the ref and counting. Uh, at, at one point, I think she got to 18 before the goalie released the she- ball. Oh, she pulled it on yeah. Reed? Good for she her. She just stood there and counted and counted, and finally uh, the the referee uh, admonished the goalie twice. The goalie recognized, you know, thumbs up, it recognized, and then that last time, uh, yep. you know, it got Look, called. So. Yeah. Suing handball yeah. is a tight, tough thing, but, you know, when it hits two players in the hand. Two, yeah. two players' successive handballs. You have you to call that. There's no way around that. Yeah. And, and if you want to talk conspiracy theorists, let's talk about Brazil. They should, there should have been two penalties today against Brazil, and those weren't given. So there, there are much worse refs going on at the Olympics than what, than what took place in the U.S.-Canada game yesterday. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, it was a great win for the United States. You know, I think, like I said on Twitter, the only thing wrong with Alex Morgan is she isn't a redhead. You know, if she was redhead. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be done. Well, that was it. Became it. Became over. That was a that was a phenomenal game, and I think it made strides for for women's soccer. Um, but on a much broader scale, it was a it was a fantastic soccer game. An Gen- amazing gender game agnostic, fanta- fantastic game. Yeah. My old room. My old roommate Doug, who's he's in London right now, uh, taking a break after a tour with his girlfriend. And uh, he's tweeting. He's he's texting me from London as I'm driving to LAX to pick up Dana. He's texting me what's happening in extra time. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Everyone was just mesmerized by the game, which was phenomenal to see. I, uh, I actually plunked down the money and ordered a Rapino jersey for myself and one for each of the there boys. There you go. Yeah, oh, I have. Uh... I have not bought a personalized U.S. jersey in, in ever. This is my first one. It's for Megan. And I, I, you know what? I had a. Oh, I had I a. Com say, on, on uh, women's t-shirts. Say it again, Hank. Uh, a two-day sale at com on t-shirts from the uh, with the women's names on the back, like Rapino, Solo, uh, Womp, et cetera. So check it out. Uh, I have a friend that's, okay. that's recently got into soccer uh, here in the last six or seven months, and he sent me a text yesterday that said, is it wrong that I, w- that I would wear a women's jersey? And I said, no, because the men and women have the exact same design. Yeah. Who is that, Matt? Is that Maddie? No, that was uh, no, that was um, uh, Doug guy in Houston, the one that okay. drove drove all the way to NASA to hit a Ross. What? Oh, <laughs> I, I missed. No, it's just a friend of mine that, that we all know about. We've discussed here about going to Ross and the jerseys that we find and stuff. So oh, I had yeah, a friend yeah. ask me. He said, "I want to go find a jersey. Where can I go?" And I said, "Well." And I explained Ross to him, and uh, the, that day he took off and went from downtown Houston all the way to NASA and hit every single Ross that he saw on the way there. That is oh my 
and she's like texting me pictures and it's like this is the best place ever oh my gosh <laughs> i think the show needs to be sponsored by Ross. i know yeah we need to work and there's a that. facebook group for people that do jerseys that shop for jerseys at ross too no they, way um, it's a it's awesome i'm part of it <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I have a, uh, a hard out. We have to end the show here in two minutes. Um, would you guys like to throw anything out before we go? And then um, more than likely we'll do another midweek show next week with uh, games on Sunday and everybody's schedule on Sunday. Midweek is great, by the way, for cool. me. Just well, maybe, that, maybe that's what we'll discuss is making that change. Nice. Um, let's – you. Uh, Dame is back, right, Mark? Yeah. Well, no, she – her and the kids are gone oh. now. They're up in San Luis Obispo for a few oh, days, cool. and then I'm in, then I'm in Phoenix next. But week. you're working, right? Okay. Yeah, you're oh right right now. No, but you're Phoenix Sunday. Uh, okay. yes. All right, that was that was my question. I'll know oh, I'll know oh, I'll know oh, on Thursday for sure. Okay, don't. It's all right. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, let's let's talk uh, games coming up. You've got the back half of the Super Classico there, right, Mark? Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Give me uh, give me your prediction. Uh, I'm saying three-one Galaxy. Ooh. They're 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 going to come back. They've got something to prove now, and they need to prove themselves. I think they know it, and uh, I think it's time. You know, you know the Renners are going to. We got to put the Renners down. Wow, get them out of there. Uh, Sarah, we already uh, talked uh, U.S. Open Cup final against Seattle. You're going three-one Seattle. I am. Yep. Uh, Mr. Alexander, your Revolution have the uh, the impact this week. Back to Montreal, I'm going to say 2 nothing to the Revolution. Really? Yep. Blair Gavin scores two. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I, you know, we got kind of uh, bossed around when we went up there, and, and uh, I think it's payback time, and the Revs are due. So. Uh, that, that kind of team this FC year. Dallas is hosting Colorado this week. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a 2 0 result to Colorado. Beware of the Mullen. Yes. Uh, and and on a serious note, finally before we go, we want to send our thoughts and condolences to the family of Kirk Urso, uh, Columbus Crib midfielder yes, that uh, passed away over the weekend. Very sad, um, sad event, and uh, you hate to see you hate to see stuff like that happen as it's affected multiple teams. Uh, Matt Hedges, who plays here at FC Dallas, was a teammate at North Carolina, um, you, and you've just seen some of the other um, crew members, crew team uh, players have come out and, and said. Sent their condolences, and, and uh, it's just, and it was ruled natural causes. It's, it's horrible. It happened to somebody that young, period, the yeah. end. And it's sad. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. I like to keep things upbeat as we end the show. I'm going to go to the plugs now. This is the part where the rest of the crew will talk in my ear, and I will not be able to avoid it. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter underscore dumb. You, you can follow Sarah at Hullbird. You can follow Mark at SC underscore Beaner Lights. You can be able to see his tweets. You can see Hank uh, at Hisco5. You can follow him also at TMR Podcast or at the TheMidnightRide.us. Uh, Chris, who is not here this week, at Chris J. Ballard, at ATLCSRN or on the web at CSRNUSA.com. You can follow the show at Top of the Table TV. Everything is on our website, TopOfTheTable.tv. I'm getting ready to come back, so you got to finish your, uh, your lovely song, Mark. You done? All right. Nobody heard any of that, but I did. <laughs> it's awesome. 
<laughs> all I know is there was a bouncing ball for the words. That's all I heard. Yes. My several. Uh, for uh, for Mark Villa, for uh, Sarah Wilson, and for Hank Alexander, I'm Brian Bentley. I appreciate your time. Thank you to Jeff Katz and the great people at geekweek.com for letting us come on here. Uh, Highway to Helms is tomorrow night. For those of you listening on the podcast, we appreciate your time. And you're interested, we will see you next week. Sarcastic finger quotes used because it will be at some point. On top of the table here on geekweek.com. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.